One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. This is The World in 10 on Monday, the 30th of January. I'm Steve Holden. And I'm Sonal Patel. Coming up, as tensions remain high between Israelis and Palestinians, one of America's top politicians arrives in Jerusalem. And New Zealand braces itself for yet more flooding as the rains hammer down. Well, in the whole of West Auckland, there's been a huge impact on people. A huge number of families have had to evacuate because of flooding. Some of them had nowhere to go. Some of them lost everything. But we'll start today where more tragedy has struck Pakistan. At least 28 worshippers have been killed after an explosion at a mosque in the city of Peshawar. Many of the victims had gathered for morning prayers and there were 260 people inside when it happened. Dozens more have been hurt. It's being reported a suicide bomber was responsible. This comes just days after the country was left reeling by two heartbreaking accidents. Pakistani news channel Geo on the latest, a bus crash in the southwest of the country. It happened near the southern city of Bela in the Balochistan province. The bus was on its way to Karachi. At least 40 people were killed when the bus plunged off a bridge. It's believed it hit a pillar before losing control and bursting into flames. It wasn't long before yet another tragedy struck, this time in the northwest of the country, when a boat capsized on Tandadam Lake, killing 10 children. The boat was carrying more than two dozen people on a day trip from a local madrasa or Islamic school when it overturned. To Israel now, where the US Secretary of State is beginning a high-profile three-day visit. It's Antony Blinken's first meeting with Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu since he formed his new right-wing government in December. It comes against a backdrop of new violence between Israelis and Palestinians. Funerals have been taking place for the victims of a shooting at a synagogue on the outskirts of Jerusalem on Friday. Seven people were killed after a Palestinian gunman opened fire. It was the worst attack on Israelis in that area since 2008. One of those killed was 56-year-old Raphael ben Eliyahu. His son spoke at the eulogy. He said, Dad, you're my hero. You chose to sacrifice your life for others, and I will make sure that I will honour you forever. That shooting followed an Israeli raid on the West Bank city of Janine on Thursday, with nine Palestinians killed. With some fearing this is the start of a new period of sustained violence, Antony Blinken will repeat calls for calm. Benjamin Netanyahu has already promised a quick response to what's happened. He said he's not seeking escalation, but is prepared for any possibility. Our answer to terrorism, he says, is an iron fist and a powerful, swift and precise response. 
He also said he'd allow more Israelis to carry guns. Arieh Kovler is a writer and political analyst based in Jerusalem and told Times Radio he doesn't think there'll be any immediate difference. I don't know how quickly we'll see a change because the government's not going to want to hand out guns willy-nilly, particularly when they could obviously be used for terrorism. So I, I think it's one of those potentially head-grabbing policy announcements, you know, headline-grabbing. We've seen a few. Um, after this attack, that it's not clear exactly whether they will happen and how they'll happen. As well as the tensions between Israelis and Palestinians, Secretary of State Blinken will also likely bring up the subject of Iran too, because Israel hasn't commented on reports of a drone attack on a military factory near the Iranian city of Isfahan. Officials in Tehran say they intercepted the attack, but videos on social media do show a large explosion. Israel has long said it's willing to strike Iranian targets if Tehran doesn't stop its nuclear or missile programs. The latest from New Zealand now, where the rain keeps falling and rescue efforts are ongoing. Torrential downpours are continuing to hammer New Zealand's largest city, Auckland. People have been driven out of their homes by flooding as roads turn into rivers. The rain's been undermining hills too as landslides devastate homes. I thought it was a tornado, just a huge, huge crash. Dave Harding's home escaped relatively unscathed, but others weren't so lucky. Well, I was just about going to go back to bed. I, oh, I heard the kids screaming out here, so we got some clothes on and went out and had a look. And yeah, I, it was hard to un- comprehend what the heck it was to start with. Pictures and videos online show people trapped in waist-deep flood water, rescuers carrying out evacuations on kayaks, and grocery items floating down the aisles of several flooded supermarkets. There was not too much being said. People were just walking around, I think, in shock. Four people are now known to have died. Hundreds more have been left homeless. Many of those are sheltering in community halls and schools. It's a little bit overwhelming seeing the families coming in, you know. Like this one, where Sharon's a head teacher. From pretty dire situations and um, just to be able to help is, is really awesome. Auckland and large parts of the country's North Island remain under a state of emergency, with thousands still without power and hundreds with no water supply. And that's not the end of it. More severe weather is forecast. My focus and the focus of central government... New Zealand's Prime Minister Chris Hipkins... ..is supporting Auckland through uh, what is still, um, you know, a big challenge ahead of them. There's the big clean-up to go and, of course, um, we know through the forecasts that there's more bad weather ahead. Many things can contribute to flooding, but there's no doubt a warming atmosphere caused by climate change can increase the intensity and frequency of events like this. The UK's former Prime Minister Boris Johnson says Russia's president warned that he could easily kill him with a missile. He says the pair spoke on the phone before Russia's invasion of Ukraine and has called the call extraordinary. In a new documentary, Mr Johnson claims Vladimir Putin threatened him, saying it would only take a minute. He couldn't tell whether the comment was made in jest or not. Boris Johnson went on to have a strong working relationship with Ukraine's president, Vladimir Zelensky, even visiting him just a few weeks ago, despite not being the UK's leader anymore. It's an absolute honour to, to be here again. Honour for you're, us. No, you're, 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 you're too kind and you're too generous to spend time you. on a Sunday. Thanks. Nice to see you again. Meanwhile, in his nightly address, the Ukrainian president says Russia should not be allowed to compete at next year's Olympics in Paris. The International Olympic Committee has said Russian and Belarusian athletes could compete under a neutral flag, but President Zelensky says bringing them back would show in his words that terror is acceptable.
He sent a letter to President Macron and says, as we prepare for the Paris Olympics, we must be sure that Russia will not be able to use it or any other international sports event to promote aggression or its state chauvinism. Time to get your sport now. Here is John Jackson. Following his record equaling 22nd tennis Grand Slam victory on Sunday, Novak Djokovic has opened up on how he feels playing in Australia. A year on from his well-publicised deportation from the country over his COVID-19 vaccination status, the Serb beat Stefanos Tsitsipas of Greece in Sunday's final to lift his 10th Australian Open title in Melbourne. Djokovic has since spoken about his slight trepidation over returning to the country. I honestly feel great in Australia and my results are testament to that. So I really wanted to be back here. I wanted to play and uh, knowing my records in Australian Open, always liked my chances. Considering last year's event, I was a bit more nervous uh, coming into Australia. Didn't know how you know I'm going to be received and by the people. But you know, I mean, overall, it was a very positive experience. With the victory, he equaled Spaniard Rafa Nadal's Grand Slam victory record, and at 35, returns to the top of the ATP tennis rankings as world number one. There's some sad news from the world of entertainment because the actor who first played Wednesday Adams on the big screen, Lisa Loring, has died. She was 60. She played the iconic character in The Addams Family from 1964 to 1966 and started when she was just five in the first adaptation of Charles Adams's New Yorker cartoons. Her daughter told Variety magazine that her mother went peacefully and with both daughters holding her hands. She's believed to have died after suffering a stroke and had been on life support for three days before her family decided to remove it at the weekend. Her friend and author Laurie Jacobson paid tribute to Loring's legacy in the world of entertainment, saying she'll always be embedded in pop culture and our hearts as Wednesday Adams. And finally, there's been a happy ending for a giant pig called Gertie. Her owners in Wales in the UK were devastated after she went missing a few days ago. You might think it's tricky to lose a 127-kilogram animal who has distinctive black and white fur, but Gertie just vanished. Owner Holly put appeals out on social media saying Gertie would approach anyone who wanted to make a fuss of her due to her friendly nature. After two days without a trace, Holly was told about a sighting of the pig 40 miles from home on a mountain. She set off and sure enough, there was Gertie. Now, how she came to be there is a mystery. There are rumours she might have been stolen. But as we said, this story had a happy ending and Gertie is back home being spoilt rotten. And that is your World in 10 on Monday the 30th of January. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.